Hello and welcome law firm owners to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm your host, Nermeen Dasani, and I am really excited to kick this month off of May and make it all about productivity and time management. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a lot of the rules and strategies that I recommend for managing your time and being more productive. So let's get into this episode. Hey, law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. So let's start with some basic facts when it comes to the laws of productivity, if you will. So number one, there's 168 hours in a week, 24 hours in a day. We all have the same number of hours in a day, the same number of hours in a week. These are not bendable rules. These are very real rules. And these are the sort of boundaries around which your world needs to revolve, right? So we also know that 40 hours worked is not 40 hours built. And 40 hours worked is not 40 wills or 40 immigration cases completed or 40 personal injury demand letters sent out, right? That is not how this works. It's not a one-to-one scale where for every hour you work, you're getting paid for that hour. That's not the reality of law firm ownership. And it's really important to understand the rules around which you can actually succeed as a law firm owner by managing your productivity and your time, right? So we've established some of these ground rules. We all agree that these are the ground rules when it comes to being a law firm owner and just generally being a human on this planet, right? Okay, great. So let's get on to the next part before we can really talk about productivity and how to master that. So the most important thing that we're gonna talk about during this episode is that as a law firm owner, there are certain realities here. And the reality is that with the 24 hours that you have in a day, you are probably more than likely trying to fit in 30 hours of work in a 10 hour workday or in a four hour workday. There is an astronomical amount of work that I see attorneys trying to get done in one working day. And it's insane to me because literally no human can actually do all of these things. Maybe if you were living in, you know, uh, (laughs) maybe if you were living in Hogwarts, you would actually be able to do some magic around these things, but that's not the world that we live in, right? You got 24 hours, you can only get so many tasks done in those 24 hours. And if you are trying to work a four day work week and have more flexibility where you take off Friday after lunch 
and you start later on Wednesdays or however that looks for you, the reality is that you're never gonna be able to get those things done if you don't start literally axing and hacking away at the things on your to-do list. Every law firm owner ever has way too many tasks on their list to do and not enough time to get it done. And then you end up feeling like shit because you haven't gotten those things done and you feel guilty. And it starts this whole shame cycle of I'm not being productive enough, I need to hire a productivity coach, but no fucking productivity coach in the world is going to be able to help you when you have 30 hours of fucking work to get done in a 24 hour time period. You're like trying to fuck with the laws of time and physics and all of that and you just can't. This is just the hard reality that you need to grasp. You're trying to do too much stuff in the boundary that we've already established. 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in the week. This is actually the magic behind mastering productivity. The people who are really good at it are the ones who only do certain things. They don't do everything and they're very realistic about the fact that, okay, I've only got six hours here today that I can work because then I have to prepare for something else. I have something with the kids. I have a, a dinner date, whatever the thing is, right? The people who are really good understand that this is their time boundary and that this is the block in which they can work. And because of that time block, they can only get a certain amount of tasks done. These people are not trying to get 20 hours of work done in that six hour time block. No, they are realistic and they're like, you know what? In all reality, I can only have four hours of tasks in this six hour time block because inevitably someone's gonna call, I'm gonna wanna go for a walk, I'm gonna wanna take a lunch, I'm gonna wanna do these normal things, and so I'm not going to make that six hour block into literally five hours and 59 minutes of fucking work, right? I want you to know that everything I'm talking about is literally not taught anywhere. You did not learn this in undergrad, you did not learn this in law school. This is not a skill that is taught. So please do not feel bad that you don't know how to master time and productivity. These are things that we learn as human beings over time. And often you're learning them through trial and error. So, you know, maybe you jam packed too much shit on your day before you left for vacation. Now you're like, oh, you know what? The day before like vacation, I need to just take off. There, it's lessons learned over time and lived experiences, but there isn't like a book or, a, well, actually, there are tons of very shitty books on time management and they don't actually tackle the main issue, which is you're doing too much shit. And I actually led a uh, do versus delegate versus ditch workshop for a uh, group of uh, female business owners. And they were so shocked when I told them that they had to ditch at least 50% of the things that were on their to-do list. The reality is that 
most of the things that are on your to-do list are just things that you wish you could get done that you're like, I wish I could get to this. This would be a hope, a goal, a dream. Like these are not things in reality that you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so when you come at it strategically from the perspective of, I have got 24 hours in a day. In those 24 hours, I'm gonna sleep for eight, I'm gonna shower, I'm gonna shit, I'm gonna do other things, I'm gonna eat food. Let's say about two hours for that. So that leaves you with 14 hours. Commute time, work time, spending time with the family, walking your dog, whatever else that is. All of that stuff still needs to happen in light of getting your work done. So in all reality, even if you have an eight hour workday where you're typically working nine to five or eight to six or whatever that looks like for you personally, in that block of time, honestly, you're not working that entire time. You're gonna be doing other things. So you need to be realistic with yourself when it comes to your nine to five. And so when you start filling up that calendar of things to do, you have to start strategically ditching shit from your list. I am someone who fully practices what I preach. Everything I share with you all is exactly what I do in my own business. So to give you examples of what I mean by ditch, I'm in the process of letting go of two clients. Those clients I will have pulled back from to doing less work and eventually in the next six months, I will no longer be working with those clients. Now, you could be thinking to yourself right now, Nermeen, what the fuck are you doing? That's money that you're saying no to. I understand that. On one hand, that's how it seems. But on the other hand, it's giving me opportunities to work on really important things to continue growing wildly successful law firm, right? By not working with those clients, I'm now going to start working with female big law firm partners to help them stay as partners in big law. That is something really, really important to me to have that level of diversity and I want it to be more of an equal playing ground out there. So that's something I'm working on and I can only do that if I ditched some of these other things, if I ditched some of these other clients. Just this week, I said no to working with two clients. I said, this is not going to be a good fit. I don't think that we should work together. I know that some of you are thinking right now, are you crazy? Not only are you dropping clients, but you're saying no to potential clients. Yes, I'm saying no, because there's no way I can do a proper job of onboarding these clients and then effectively giving them my services while I'm trying to do this other thing, while I'm trying to be here on this podcast, sharing free advice with you all. And speaking of the podcast, this month is May, and we're gonna be talking about time management and productivity and mastering those skills. But I'm only gonna do two episodes this month because I had to kill two other episodes. I had to ditch them so that I could finally get done the template email club that I've been talking about for at least the last seven months. This is an idea that's been sitting in my mind and taking up space. And I decided, you know what, it's gonna get done this month, but for it to actually get done, 
I can only spend time doing two podcast episodes. So that's the reality of what's gonna happen, right? And not only am I super excited about the email template club, but also I'm going to be doing eBooks based on lawyers and how much their annual revenue is. So zero to 100,000, 100 to 250, 250 to 500, so on and so forth. And the reason I'm bucketing these categories as an ebook is because I've realized that it's not just about being a female law firm owner. It's not just about being a law firm owner for five years or six years or being a law firm owner in the practice area of personal injury or family law or immigration or whatever else it might be. It is a wide berth when it comes to the different problems that these law firm owners are facing. But what I've learned over time is that when they're in that certain revenue range, they pretty much all have the same problems. And it's easier for me to provide like really intentional surgical like advice when I'm able to bucket their problems based on their revenue numbers. So I'm finally gonna get that done this month as well. Again, it means that something has to go, right? I'm not going to not sleep. I'm not going to not go for walks in the park. It, those, I'm not willing to give up the leisures of life so that I can say I did four podcast episodes every single month. Who am I proving that for, right? It's just so silly when you say it that way. So again, I am practicing what I'm preaching, right? And I'm giving you examples of things that I am going through in my life and I'm ditching because there isn't anyone else I can delegate this work to and I'm the only one who can do it, which means something else has to get ditched from the list. All right, so let's keep going and talking more about sort of the rules around creating strategic productivity for yourself. Okay, so you might be think to, thinking to yourself now, all right, I mean, that's great for you in your life, but how do I apply what you're saying to my own life? When it comes to law firm ownership, there are certain rules that you have to play. Just like any other game, here are the rules of this game. I'm gonna break them down for you, but this is no different than any other sport out there, okay? All right, so we all know that in American football, you get four chances to go 10 yards down the field. If you don't make it in those four chances, then the other team gets the ball. That's the rule, right? We also know in basketball that there are certain places from where you get two points for a shot made and you get three points when you stand somewhere else in the court, right? We all know the rules of these sports. Now, law firm ownership is very much like a sport and this is the mentality I want you to go in it, into it with. And if you already have a law firm, shift your mentality in this perspective, okay? There are certain rules of this game. One of those rules is that you've got to figure out how many clients it takes to get to your bare ass minimum, BAM, as some people like to call it. Now, it's going to be different for every single law firm owner, but you still need to know 
what that number is. Is it three clients or is it five clients or is it 10 clients or is it 20 clients? What's the number of clients that you need to hit to get to your bare ass minimum? Okay, that's rule number one. You've got to figure that out for yourself, okay? Look at all of your expenses combined. Look at your personal expenses. Look at your business expenses. Look at your team expenses. Look at your software expenses, all of that. How many clients does it take? How many hours build does it take? How many wills, how many immigration cases does it take to get to that bare ass minimum? You have got to know what that number is for yourself. That is the most important rule when it comes to law firm ownership. You gotta know how much you need, okay? Here's a note of caution when it comes to figure out how many does it take to get to your bare ass minimum. What I see a lot of law firm owners doing is getting greedy. And the thing I want you to keep in mind is that you want to be responsible for the true number that you need to hit your target, okay? If your goal for your bare ass minimum plus some savings plus everything else is let's say $15,000 a month or $30,000 a month, whatever that number is for your personal life, for your lifestyle, for your law office, for your team, whatever that number is, you wanna make sure that you're hitting that number and that you're not trying to like go over that number. So if you only need to bill 30 hours a week to hit that number, then just hit that number and don't try to go above and beyond it because what's going to happen is you're going to start pulling at the seams. Your team is gonna be pulling at the seams you are going to be pulling at the seams. You're going to over exhaust yourself. And this is why most attorneys burn out. It's because they're trying to bring on way more clients. And it comes from that space of, I don't know when my next client is going to come. So I'm going to take every fucking client that walks in the door. And let me tell you the problem with that. I want you to think about the greatest basketball players. I want you to think about LeBron James. I want you to think about Michael Jordan. I want you to think about Penny Hardaway. I want you to think about all of the great players, okay? Think about their coaches. Their coaches only put them in for X amount of minutes. They're not playing the game from beginning to end. LeBron James does not play 60 minutes in a basketball game, okay? The coach's job is to manage how much the player plays. And then they give them an opportunity to sit and relax on the bench. And then in the last two minutes of the game, maybe they'll put them in. Maybe they'll put them in in the last 30 seconds so that all that energy that was there can now get released, right? It's physics, it's kinetic versus momentum energy, right? You want to do the same thing when it comes to the clients that you need for this first rule, okay? You don't wanna overexhaust yourself. You don't wanna burn out. You wanna make sure you are doing just enough to hit the numbers, okay? I know that as lawyers, we get rewarded for going above and beyond, 
But in the rules of law firm ownership, that's how you fucking burn out, okay? You do not need to go above and beyond bringing on, you know, 30 clients a week and working, you know, the midnight oil and trying to do everything, okay? That's not productivity. That's not time management. That's doing way too fucking much and you need a ditch, okay? That is a crucial, like, rule here when it comes to productivity and time management. Okay, let's talk about the second rule when it comes to the rules of law firm ownership and productivity. Rule number two is that you need more prospective clients than you need actual clients, okay? The reason for this is that you need to keep that prospective number continually full because no one has a 100% conversion rate. Apple does not have a 100% conversion rate. If they did, 100% of cell phone users would have an iPhone, which is not true, okay? No one has a 100% conversion rate. So I want you to keep that in mind. The number of prospective clients you have has to exceed the number of actual clients that you have. So you need 30 prospective clients for 10 paying clients. And you have to keep that number of prospective clients at that certain level. It can never drop to zero, okay? That is the rule here. Because if it drops to zero, then you're fucked. You've got no place else to bring these clients from, okay? So rule number two around productivity and time management is you gotta get prospective clients, which means on your productivity calendar, you've gotta spend time building that pipeline, building the leads, building the prospective clients, okay? So the final rule when it comes to law firm ownership is this. You've gotta be picky about the clients that you work with. You've gotta be strategic about it. I'm gonna give you an example here. Serena Williams is probably arguably the greatest tennis player of all time. The thing with someone like Serena is that she does not hit every single ball that comes at her. She could, but then here's what would happen. She would end up running up and down the court, exhausting herself before the second set. So you want to practice the same kind of strategy that she does when it comes to, am I gonna hit that ball or not? You have an instant to think about it. And the best way to do this is in your intake form. You want to be interviewing the client to see if they're even a good fit for your law firm, okay? Because a bad client can literally wreak havoc on your time management and your productivity. How many times have you had a client that calls in and just starts crying and starts treating you like they're a therapist and has no idea who to go to or how to get divorced or how to decide what this split is gonna be in the will for the kids. I mean, it's all very exhausting and the wrong client can literally eat into your day. If you've got a six hour time block in which you can fit in four hours of true productive work, then the reality is that someone like that, a client like that, 
is going to completely mess up your schedule because they may call you for what you think is gonna be a seven minute call, but ends up being a 25 minute call, and that throws you off the rest of your day. So you've gotta be really picky about the clients that you work with. You need to have this in your intake process. Most clients who I work with, number one, either don't have any form of a written intake process, or two, they're not asking the question, is this a client I want to work with? Do I truly want to send them a contract? Do I want them working with my team? One bad client can literally make your admin, your paralegal just say, fuck it, I'm done, I'm quitting, I can't deal with this anymore. You all know that it is very hard to find good talent. But one way to keep good talent happy is by you being more particular about the clients that you're working with. And you actually do have control over that process by having an intake form that allows you to choose who you want to work with. Now, I know you're gonna sit here and say, well, Nermeen, uh, that means that there's at least 100 people calling me every single week to wanna work with me. Yeah, go back to rule number two or three, which was you need more prospective clients than you need actual clients. When you get to be picky about clients, it's because you've done the work through multiple marketing channels to make sure you've got a lot of prospective clients so that you can choose who you want to work with and who's going to be a good fit for not just you, but also your team. Are they respectable? Are they not an asshole? Are they gonna pay you? Are they going to be responsive? Are they going to get you documents on time, right? Like, these are all questions that as law firm owners, you should be asking if you truly want to maximize your productivity as a law firm owner. These rules that I've shared with you, these five rules are basically gonna be the foundation of your practice. They're gonna create the box in which you are going to operate and how you are going to structure your days, okay? It's the box that we've just created here. You can now choose with your own freedom and flexibility of how you wanna do these things. Is Monday gonna be the day that you do all marketing activity on multiple channels so that you can have more prospective clients than you have actual clients? Is Wednesday gonna be the day that you look at the firm finances so that you can make sure that you're meeting your bare ass minimum, that you've, you're hitting your 20 hours a week or that you're hitting your, I need to do three you know, wills and you know, two trusts for me to hit my target every week. You have flexibility in these rules to decide when you're gonna do these things. The important thing is that you're actually doing these things, okay? Just like if you were the coach of a football team, you get to choose how many wide receivers you're gonna have, who's the quarter, quarterback gonna be, are you gonna have a run game or are you going to have a passing game, right? You still have choice and freedom and flexibility to decide how you're going to execute on those rules and how you're going to play within those rules. Please know that for true productivity and for true time management, 
These rules are the magic. And once you start operating inside of these boundaries, once you start giving yourself like actually only, you know, 10 clients a month that you're going to work with so that you can actually do the work and not feel overwhelmed and overburdened and exhausted and like not able to be a law firm owner beyond five years and then having to hire other associates to help you. This is the magic. This is the key. Okay. So that is just about everything for this first episode on productivity and time management for law firm owners. Now I do want to leave you with something here. So, uh, last episode, I talked about this. I talked about the pick my brain series session. So you are able to schedule me for a pick my brain session, which is essentially 60 minutes of you asking me specific questions about your law firm that you have. It's also a really nice way for you to see what it would be like to work with me in a longer term context. But this is just a short little hour that we would spend together. Come in with your list of questions that you're embarrassed to ask. Come in with your list of questions that you're too scared to Google or that you already Googled and you were like, what the fuck? I did the, these Google search results and I did what they recommended and it completely threw me off and it was not right at all. This is what the pick my brain session is for. You can ask me very specific questions like, should I do this marketing strategy? Should I hire this person? You know, what operating system should I be using? Uh, should I be on Clio or Practice Panther? Like we can go through all of those things together in the Pick My Brain session. And uh, the final thing I will leave you with is a really great analogy that someone, actually a lawyer gave to me on how I work. This lawyer happens to be a family law attorney and said, oh, so actually Nermeen, what you do is sort of like, you know, a, having a therapist during a divorce versus having a divorce lawyer during a divorce. So a therapist can talk to you about your feelings around the divorce, but they can't help you get divorced. A divorce lawyer is going to be the person who can actually help you get divorced, right? That's exactly the difference between me and a coach. A coach can talk to you about your feelings when it comes to law firm ownership can talk to you about how overwhelmed you feel, how overburdened you are, all of those things. But a coach can't really help you grow your law firm, right? You're gonna need a consultant and that's where I come in. So I hope you like that analogy as much as I did because sometimes we get, I get so caught up in my head about like, how do I tell you guys what I do and how do I explain it? What's the analogy that I'm gonna use here? So when I heard this, I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Thank you so much for letting me know. So thank you again, lawyers, for listening into this awesome episode. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, this was a lot of fun for me to record and type the notes for. So um, if you liked it, please, please, please like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. All of that stuff goes such a long way because then it helps the algorithm say, oh look, this is a good show. And then it promotes it to other lawyers. So help your friends out, help your lawyerly friends out and please leave a comment or subscribe or leave a review. Thanks so much and I will see you in the next episode. Bye lawyers. Hey law firm owners, thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. 
I so appreciate your support and being here. Please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things via email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.